Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. It's the last one for Black History Month and we're giving it up for the ladies. We talk half and half and girlfriends. And we take a special look at the woman and the show that paved the way for them all, Julia. And without further ado, let's get started. And joining me as ever, it's producer Paul. Hey man, how's it going? I'm good, thanks. I mean, I just want to say like, out of the gate, like, I don't think all three of the shows that we're doing are bad, but for some reason I just... I struggle to like sit down and and watch them. Yeah, I mean, I thought two out of the three were bad. So bad. Li- so like you, I didn't think that all three were bad. No, it's 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 weird because like when I would sit down and watch it, I'd think, oh, this is great. This is this is this is hilarious. I'm I'm laughing. It's it's cute. It's funny. But it was like, okay, when is it finishing? Yeah, I mean, that's the sign of a bad TV <laughs> show, I think. No, it's not. Because like I said, when I watched it, I, I liked it. Or maybe it's just because we're two blokes. and uh... It's very... Fe- what I thought you did with the um, with the running order this week was, uh, was mingle... Uh, as we move from Black History Month into Women's Month... Yep. I thought that you were kind of transitioning yeah, nicely that's, into this. Yeah, thing. that's exactly what I was doing. I'm, I'm glad you picked that up. This was like a... Yeah. a prelude to women's history month so yeah the next month we're going to be doing all women's shows i don't told ladies i don't told you if you wanted to be on it so uh don't be mad at me if uh <laughs> if i completely missed the signs or if we both missed the signs we're just gonna we're just gonna see how it is and we're just gonna we're just gonna go with it and uh, just a just a quick note on uh, the Brit Awards because uh, you texted me whilst I was watching the footy because I wasn't watching the Brit Awards. <laughs> I've, I don't think I've watched the Brit Awards in like five years now. But yeah, you text me going, Dave. Wow, I think that was. Yeah, so I think um, so. First of all, I wasn't really watching the Brit Awards, but I think I'd finished watching something else. And the Brit Awards just happened to be on. Um, ah. So do you know like when you're watching an on-demand show and it kicks you back onto the TV? Right. And I think it was on ITV? Yeah, whatever, yeah whatever. ITV, yeah. Anyway, so it did this, um, I think Stormzy had just won an award, I think. And then Dave did a performance straight after. Yeah, well, because he, he was performing his song Black. Yeah, no, exactly. And, there's and two, then added a bit at the end. So there's two things. There's like, first of all, there was like, the actual rap that he did was like yeah. incredibly stirring. Like I think you'd be you have to be a stone to not be moved by that. Secondly, the visual effects on the piano that he was playing. Oh my god, it was incredible. Yeah. Trust you again, <laughs> trust you to to pick something like that up. I mean like my wife was like, Wow, that's incredible and I was like, Yeah, look at the piano <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I did. I did go back and uh, watch watch that performance, and yeah, it was it was incredible. I mean, like like I said, I mean, with I haven't watched the Brit Awards in like God knows how long. I'm so behind the curve when it comes to like new music, new artists, all of that. I feel like, um, do you remember in The Simpsons where 
they go to the Hullabalooza concert and Home was worried that he's not hip anymore. And then he goes back in time and Grandpa's like, oh, I used to be with it, but they changed what it was. Now I don't <laughs> know what it is. And it is some weird thing. And he goes, it's going to happen to you. And he's like, no, we're not. We're going to keep rocking forever. Because obviously he thought that disco music would be around forever, but yeah. it's not. I, and, and, and that's... I'm I'm Grandpa Simpson now. I'm watching. <laughs> I watch like you know when Top of the Pops comes on at Christmas, and I'm like flicking through, and then they'll have like the brand new artist, and I'm like, who? who yeah, who the bloody hell's that? Like, um, God, what's an example? Um, uh, like I think Dua Lipa. I'd never heard of. I this Dua Lipa in my life. Never heard of Dua Lipa. I'm watching Top of the Pops. They're like, and now performing her latest single. I don't even know what it is. Dua Lipa. <laughs> Yay. Woo. And I'm like, I'm like Snoop Dogg. Like, who? <laughs> <laughs> like, you, have you ever seen that? The meme of Snoop Dogg when he's like, who? No, but am I allowed to look, look, look it up? I mean, yeah, while I'm, while I'm rambling on about young people and... And and, and and again, I'm going to use another Simpsons reference. Like, you know, Principal Skinner's like, oh, when he's trying to catch Bart bunking off school. And he's like, oh, how come the kids don't come here anymore? Is it me who's out of touch? Or is it the kids? And he's like, it's the kids who are out of touch. <laughs> and that's how I feel now. It's like, yeah, it's not me that's out of touch. It's it's the kids who are out of touch. But anyway, yeah, we uh, rambled on rambled on way, way too much about stuff like that and probably alienating uh our young 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 <laughs> young fan base but uh anyway let's let's start with the uh, julia because it's obviously the oldest show off the, the list and so we're going to uh, you know what all shows this week are in september yay september <laughs> Woo-hoo! so we're going to september 1968 and uh, some of the things happening in the world. Antonio de Oliveira Salazar, the 79-year-old Prime Minister of Portugal and the nation's dictator since 1932, was seriously injured at his beach resort in Estoril when the deck chair he was sitting in collapsed and his head struck the floor. Salazar had a cerebral hemorrhage and was showing signs of a stroke and he went into a coma and would be subsequently replaced. The Kingdom of Swaziland, now known as the Kingdom of Eswatini, was granted independence from the United Kingdom. And the very first US Open tennis tournament was held as a successor to the US National Championship. Virginia Wade defeated Billie Jean King to win the first women's singles. And Arthur Ashe, who was at the time a lieutenant in the United States Army, won the first ever men's US Open by defeating Dutchman Tom Ocker. Funny Girl was in the cinemas. And Those Were the Days by Mary Hopkin was number one in the charts. And now we go on to Julia, which was an American sitcom notable for being the first weekly series to depict an African American woman in a non stereotypical role. Previous television series featured African American lead characters characters were usually servants and maids the actual proposed series title was mama's man but i think they kind of went along 
with calling it Julia and making her the, uh, the focus of the story. And it was actually one of the few situation comedies that didn't use a laugh track. But I think when Aspire, which was like a, a pay channel that Magic Johnson, the basketball player, launched, I think they included a laugh track into that. And so basically, it's all about Julia Baker, who is a nurse in a doctor's office at a large aerospace company. She's a widow after her husband, Army Captain Baker, he's a pilot, was shot down in Vietnam. She has a son called Corey, and he was approximately, I think, maybe five or six years old. And he's got a best friend called Earl Wagadorn. And he would always refer to him by his first, like his full name. He'd be like, oh, hey, mama, it's Earl Wagadorn. Instead of just saying, hey, it's, it's Earl, it's my mate and all of that. Now, the funny thing about, well, not the funny thing, but like the, the interesting thing about this show was that it kind of got a lot of criticism. And it was actually described. Yeah, one critic said it was the, uh, and I quote, the first non-Negro stereotype TV situation comedy to star a Negro actress. And of course, it's it's groundbreaking because Diane Carroll, who plays Julia, she's a, she's a trailblazer. And I think, again, it was derided by critics for being apolitical and unrealistic. But she had said at the time, Diane Carroll, actress played Julia, she said, and I quote, at the moment, we're presenting the white Negro and he has very little Negro-ness. So it was one of those things where they wanted to, I guess, put on something on TV that will be palatable for for white America. Because I don't think they want, they don't want the black. They don't want it to be all black black blackity black and the saturday reviews robert louise shayon wrote that and i quote julia's plush urban setting was a far far cry from the bitter realities of negro life in the urban ghetto the pit of america's explosion potential one critic noted that the situation comedy is very low pressure admirably admirably without a laugh track and wheeze in warmth, bite, and a social needle. Of course, it must deal at times with black and white relationships, but it is not and does not pretend to be a social tract. And he also said, it has been suggested by some that Julia is not going to give a true representation of Negro life, and that may very well be so. And it could also be said that it might be argued that white situation comedies hardly give a true representation of white life in the United States. This might not be anything to cheer about overall, but it seems unfair to expect Julia to solve all the world's problems. So that's, I think, um, a defense of, 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 of Julia, which is, I guess, is fair enough because it's like, yeah, most white situation, white sitcoms don't deal with the very question of race. But I think it's a completely different kettle of fish with with black sitcoms or black TV shows. And another, again, another critic noted that the ep the premiere's episode's frequent reference to skin color is rather unusual. 
acknowledging that before this there was I Spy but that series blandly ignored the fact that Bill Cosby was a Negro and the sitcom shapes up as a benign light half hour brightened by Miss Carol's good looks and charm and warmed by the little cute boy who plays her son. Singer Jill Scott Heron who had a song I think called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised referred to Julia in the same breath as Bullwinkle implying that the character was something of a cartoon. I think there was a, a Ebony, which is a, a black publication, and they were a lot more supportive of Julia by saying that as a slice of black America, Julia does not explode on TV screen with the impact of a ghetto riot. It is not that kind of show. Since the networks have had a rash of shows dealing with the nation's racial problems, the light-hearted Julia provides welcome relief, if indeed relief is even acceptable in these troubled times. And a lot of African-American viewers didn't like the fact that they showed a depiction of a fatherless black family, albeit due to the father's death in military service. And a lot of people said that excluding a black male lead rendered the series safer and less likely to grapple with issues that might upset white viewers. And Julia received American Cinema Editors, Emmy Award, Golden Globe Awards and TV Land Awards nominations. And actually Diane Carroll won a Golden Globe for Best TV Star in 1969. And Julia won Groundbreaking Show in the TV Land Awards in 2003. Before I pass on to you, some of the characters I was saying, Diane Carroll plays Julia Baker. Mark Coppage is Corey Baker. Betty Baird was Marie Wagadorn. And Earl Wagadorn was played by... I don't have it on my notes. Actually, I do. It's uh, Michael Link is Earl J. Wagadorn. And Dr. Chegley is Lloyd Nolan. And so, yeah, some those were like the uh, the main characters. So uh, let's talk about Julia. Um, <clears throat> Julia was, uh, for me, a pleasant surprise. In uh, what way? I mean, I just watched um, as much as I could handle of uh, the two other shows. And I put this on thinking, right, it's 20 minutes. <laughs> let's just get through this. And I was like... Actually, this is really good. I mean, I did ask myself, like, because I, w I was kind of trying to f figure the date out of the um, of, of of the setting, not the broadcast. Yeah. Because she's just chilling, like, you know, driving around in a nice car and a nice thing and nice apartment. No one said anything to her. And I was a bit like, yeah, would this really happen? <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what a lot of people had a problem with. Like, is it is it realistic? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, it, we're watching it in 2020, and you can almost oversee some of that, because now it's probably, like, now it's realistic. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, maybe if you were in a different social setting, then it wouldn't have been, so it would have been like, that's that's stupid, that's never happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um, I, think, I think that's a, a good assessment, because, and I think that was the aim of the show it was i don't think they were out to to try and right the ills right the wrongs of all the ills of society their kind of aim was 
this is a TV show, and we're just gonna we're just gonna have fun with it. And for the most part, yeah, I thought I thought the show was 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 really cute. I I I did, I did I did I did like it. And when I could bring myself to watch it. I would enjoy it very much. So I watched. Um, I I only managed to watch two episodes of this. Oh, we go straight into episodes. Are we? No, no, no. I was just saying. Um, so I only managed to watch two episodes of this. But when I was watching, I watched them in linear because I was like, I want to know what happens. I'm involved in the story. Yeah. And I, and I, and, I, and I'm involved in the characters, and I, and I enjoyed that aspect of it because I did certainly didn't get it from the other two shows. So I was a bit like, actually, this this show is is really good. It's cute. It's actually like really well shot. Um, the shots are dynamic. I mean, the other one, the other shows, some of the shots are a little bit flat. I thought, and it's and I was a bit like, uh, oh, another another sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, hmm. no, what. The thing, the thing that I kind of liked about about Julia, like I said, it was it was very simple. It wasn't it wasn't too complicated. It was here's a woman. Okay, they probably cast her because she's good looking. She's got the she's got like a nice look. Got the classic sixties short cut hair and looks like she could be in the Supremes or something. I don't know. So in that in that in that sense, that's that's kind of what it was and that's what it it wasn't supposed to make you think oh wow she should she should be out there changing the game but in reality that's exactly what she's done yeah julia crawled so that half and half and girlfriends could run yeah you know what i mean so I think in that respect, it's definitely a, a trailblazer. That's what I was trying to say last week with the the Jeffersons. Yeah, yeah. Trailblazer. I couldn't think of that. <laughs> I couldn't think of that word for some weird reason. I kept thinking influence or passed on, but yeah. I think like, I think more than anything, you just watching Julia for what it was, it was a really good show. Yeah, it wasn't good because it had a black lead. It wasn't good because of anything else. It was just like it was, it was genuinely a really. I good I don't show. know about that, man. If you got a white woman to try and play Julia, it might not have the same uh, joie de vivre. No, but what I mean, <laughs> what I mean is, it didn't feel like um, that sounded really bad when I said it. It's not because of her; it's good. It's, uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't mean that. You sound, you sound like Donald Trump <laughs> talking about the Oscars. <laughs> No, what 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 I meant was it was just like the whole thing. Give me back on with the wind, <laughs> and the winner is some movie in Korea. <laughs> What's that about, huh? Uh, um, yeah, that's not us. That's not what I meant at all. <laughs> what I meant was it was just like um, it was it was really good. Show. It was just a good show. I've uh, prepared you a, a written word statement. <laughs> yeah, I think I might. Just, uh, yeah, read that out at the end of the show, and we'll uh, we'll post that on the socials. <laughs> It was a good show. I really, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. It had everything to do with Julia. Yeah, I, 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 I liked her. And yeah, she was. I think, I think she was cast well. I thought the little boy was like so cute, man. No, but he's a troublemaker, isn't he? As as we'll find out with some of the episodes. I mean, it was like it was so like 
well, yeah, let's uh, let, let's go into episodes and we can probably uh, delve into that a bit more. I'm guessing you watched the pilot. Yep, I watched the pilot too. No, I I did like at the beginning where he's like knocking on the door and they're talking over each other on the door. What little Earl J? What's his name? Earl Earl Wagador and then Corey and then all 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 it took for Corey to open the door is like, oh, I got a flute. <laughs> you want to play with it? And he's like, sure, Earl Wagador. Let's come in. And then they get into trouble because L cuts himself on a knife. Was that the same episode? Yeah. Oh yeah, and because she sees like the blood-soaked tissue, yeah. she's thinking the the absolute worst. And I was thinking because like when he was cutting the oranges in the morning for his mum for his for her breakfast, I was like, Ooh, "Stop doing that! You're making me nervous." Like watching people cut things wrong. Yeah. Yeah, just cut wrong, and it's it makes me nervous. Anyway, yeah, the episode was called Mama's Man, and so basically, does a man come in somehow? Oh, he's trying to fix the television. Yeah, and he's trying to fix her up. Uh, he's trying to yeah fix her up with the television man, but it turns out the television man already has a wife and kids. The, so the best bit was when because that was the second TV fixer man that came round, wasn't it? Yeah. And then he goes, uh, he goes, "Have you got a wife?" He goes, "Oh, the first man could have fixed it then." Because <laughs> he sent the, yeah, the old white guy comes along and he sent him packing. Didn't old he? Billy comes along and he's like, "Are oh, you need your TV fixing?" And he's all like, "Where's the black guy? <laughs> Get him to come back." And he's like, "Oh well, that's not really how it works." And it's like, "Yeah." Get the black guy back here. <laughs> Who the hell are you? But yeah, it was a it was a it was a nice nice uh nice pilot. And yeah. uh, what what other episodes did you watch? What was the other episode? So in the pilot obviously she goes to get a job interview, right? Right, right. She, she so she goes to a job interview only to be turned away because she's black. Pretty much. Or so you're led to believe anyway. Yeah. Right? And then the doctor calls her back and says thing. And anyway, so the the the, the, the episode ends with the TV bit. Yeah. But, but, the t- but the interview is already set up for the next episode, which made me st- go straight on to the second episode because I wanted to know and I was invested in the characters. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is where I think where, the, where it shows that the show was really good because like normally if I watch a show, like especially a sitcom... I can watch the first episode, the like you know episode, season five, episode six, and then season eight, episode whatever it is. Yeah. And I don't care that I've missed all that stuff in between. Whereas this one, I really wanted to get onto the next one just because of the ah. story. Um. So, this is the one where she. So this is episode two where she goes to the job interview, and. Oh. Did you watch this one? No. Um, did she not get the job in episode one? No. She only got an interview. Oh. Um. So what happened? Well, good job someone's concentrating then. That's what I'm saying. I actually really like this TV show. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in episode two, what happens is she goes to the interview, right? And the the, the, the nurse gives her... A, so there's a, there's a head nurse, basically. She's going for yeah. the, the assistant. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or just normal nurses position whatever and the nurse gives her some some a bit of flack and then she goes to she goes anyway she ends up going through to see the doctor and to have her interview the doctor gives her a little bit of like sort of yeah you know bit of a hard time and she just gives it straight back boom 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 and he's like okay fair enough like 
I think you're good for the job. We gotta go and see what the nurse thinks. And the nurse gives her a horrendous time. She's like, nah, she's not got experience, she's not got this, she's not got that. Um and then she goes, Was it a black hospital that you were working in? Mm. And then she goes, No, it was red brick to be <laughs> So she kinda of giving us but anyway, she she gets really upset, but she doesn't show that to the whiteies. She just kind of walks out and then um uh goes home. And then later on in the episode, the nurse knocks on the door and says, listen, the doctor's really hard to get on with. So if you want something, you have to say the opposite. Ah. Like if you say, you tell him it's a nice day, you say it's a rubbish day and this and that. And the other. And, and so basically she said that she didn't want the nurse because she really wanted the nurse. And then so that he would hire her. And she drops a uniform off and said like, you start Monday kind of thing. Um, and then the doctor knocks on the door and the other woman tries to hide because she doesn't want the doctor to know that she's there. And the doctor said, oh, don't worry about the other woman. She's She'll do the opposite of what you want to do. And she basically does the same. The doctor's the same as her, if you see what I mean. So the doctor's yeah, like saying, yeah, yeah. oh, if you tell her it's a nice day, she'll tell you it's a rubbish day and this and that and the other. Um, yeah, and anyway, so that was the end of the episode, I think. But it was a very good episode. Very, like, I only watched two. Yeah, you like this show so much, you could only bring yourself to watch two episodes. Well, I only watched two. Pretty much the whole of season one was available on the internet. The other two seasons weren't. So I watched the the first two episodes because I watched these straight after the other two. And my soul was almost departing from my body after the last... Oh my god, I'm 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 actually really intrigued about this because uh, normally what we do is that we always text each other whether we think the show's good or not yeah. very good. But this week I've got no idea what you're talking about, and this is this is great, and you have no idea what you're talking about. Like I think there's obviously we'll get to this shortly, but there's there is one show that I think is comfortably better than the other, and yeah, if, I think if, so as well. If, if 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 it's not the same one, then I have a feeling it's not going to be the same one. I have a feeling that we're talking about two different shows. I I don't know, man. But all, all I can say is that one of the shows, especially like, I yeah, I struggled with it. <laughs> I almost want to just get into that and just forget about Julia. <laughs> yeah, Julia's great. I'm gonna let you finish. You're good, but let's <laughs> let's talk about the the real the real stuff. You know, I think with this week we might have to do what we what we're gonna pick first. Do you think? I think so. All right. Because in that way, we'll... Uh, and then we can kind of break down into why we think one is good and one's bad. And obviously, if, if we both think the same, then... Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go through my uh, my uh, episodes. So I watched episode three. So this one was called Sorry, Right Number. And Julia's starting her first day at work. And things are going really, really well at this uh, at her job. She's she's really good at it. She's doing nurse things, patching up. I think <laughs> space guys and and all, and all and all that good stuff. Uh, she's uh, getting a, a telephone put into her house, and basically she's given Corey the instructions on how to how to get the, uh, the telephones, and. I think this was the episode where him and caught him and um, Wag- Earl Wagadorn. I think they're like playing around, and basically Earl breaks a picture of his a framed picture of his dad, 
And basically, Corey's like, yeah, get out. I, I never want to see you again. And all that and all that stuff. And they stop being friends and, and, and what have you. And basically, the telephone guy comes around. And he's sorting everything out. He's fixing everything. But the problem is, they both go outside. And they can't get back in because they're locked out. And Corey's like... Uh, you need to fix his phone because obviously the telephone man's like, if I can't get in, then I can't really, uh, I can't really fix your phone. And unbeknownst to uh, the telephone man, Corey jumps into the van, and nobody knows where where he's gone. And Julia's all like, "Where's Corey? She's going downstairs to uh, the white people house." And she's going, oh, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Where's my son? I don't know where he is. And everyone's like, we have no idea because obviously he was locked out of the house. And obviously Earl's like, has he gone missing? Is he, Are you going to have a, a, a reward and all this stuff? And basically being a, a little twerp. And... In the end, yeah, the uh, the telephone guy's like, I had no idea you followed me. What the hell's wrong with you and all this stuff? And so Julia calls the police. They come round pretty quickly. Almost like as if she said that there was a white boy missing and not a <laughs> black kid missing. And uh, do you remember in every, you, there's an episode of Everybody Hates Chris where Chris and Drew basically disappear because basically Drew wants to meet Wayne Gretzky and Rochelle's calling the police and she's like my two boys are missing and they're like oh could you describe them and then Rochelle's like uh they're white and literally like a second later you hear <laughs> ding dong and they're like oh we had two white kids missing and she's like damn <laughs> and then she's like to everyone going we're looking for two black white boys okay and it just it just reminded me of that and they're like oh and the police walk in and they see julia and they're like i thought we were talking to and she's like yeah 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 don't worry i know i know and then i think he just basically goes back into the house and they're like where the hell have you been where the hell have you been and he's like oh well i went to um the telephone guy's house and i wanted to make sure that the telephone was fixed by today which it was and then the telephone guy was like to julia you don't mind if i uh, remember your number because that's what it felt like every episode was like oh man interest man interest i was like leave her alone she's good on her own she don't need a man to define her she don't need well, why don't you let Julia decide if what she needs? She might need a man. I don't think she does. She's a she's a working woman. She's like a big time nurse at this aerospace company. Maybe she doesn't want to work though. Maybe she just wants to be like, you know what, guys, I'm done with this. Well, that's the thing. Every every other episode was like, ooh, black man, he's got to be a love interest. Ooh, love interest, love interest, love interest. It's like, yeah, we get it. She's a single mum. Every once in a while, okay, do episodes and stories about dating and what have you. But, like, you don't have to do it every bleeding episode. Like, 
Sometimes it's alright for her to just be a, a single mom. Uh, another episode I watched was, am I, pardon the expression, blacklisted? <laughs> and basically, um, yeah, some guy, he's working as part of like security and whatnot. And he's like, um, we're going to have to confine Julia in the, basically the nurse's room. Like she can't really leave there because of a security reason. Apparently, she's part of a group called Anti, and is that a they real don't, group? They don't know. I'm I'm not sure who it is. It obviously means something, but they they want to know, and so they're like, "Oh, we need to find out what this Anti is." And they're like, "Anti what?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're trying to find out what it is." And so she's thinking, "Oh man, what's wrong?" Because because obviously the doctors are like, "Oh." Can you come with me upstairs to help one of the space guys in trouble? And Julie's probably thinking, you know what? Let me go. Let me go. And even the uh, the 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 other white nurse is like, oh, let Julia go. I'm I'm old. Like I can't I can't really move as quickly as Julia. But he's like, uh, no, Julia, you stay here. And he's obviously not telling her what's what. And so Julia's like, look, what's what's the problem? Are you guys about to fire me? Do you guys think I'm rubbish at my job? So basically, he's the the guys that confronting her, going, "Oh, you're part of a, a group called Anti. What are you, Anti?" And all this stuff. And apparently, it's like a abbreviation. It's like American National something Tango. I think Negro was in there somewhere. So is this basically? I think a, an an organization for black nurses and training of nurses. Yeah, Afro African American Training Nurses Institute or something along along those lines. And so she was like, Yeah, that's what it is. And she was like, If you'd asked me, I would have told you. And she was like, Well, whatever, like I quit and she walks away and I think they basically try to, to get her back and they're like, Look, you're you're an amazing nurse, you're like the best here, you're good at your job, like you don't need to don't Ma- need to quit. Maybe that's why she wants to quit a job all the time and she wants to say that her man's got two jobs. <laughs> I mean, Julia didn't come all this way <laughs> to just be reduced to that. You know what I mean? This is like I said, she's a trailblazer. She 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 paved the way for Ticina Arnold and but do you think Tracy then, Ellis Ross do you think then um having a, a male character would have would have um or her having a man would have then detracted from her yes and no achievements why yes in the sense of this is a show all about Julia right all about her being a single mum and a nurse a working single mum raising a, a troublesome young man She's trying to make it in this world, this male-dominated world, this male-dominated industry that she's in. And she's defining herself and she's she's paving her own way. But why... If a man comes along, it'll be like, uh, actually, you know what? You stay at home and look after the boy, whereas I'm going to go and, 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 and bring home the bacon. Where it's like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to hold it down. And if there is someone that I can share this with, Great, and if there isn't, then get to step in. Fair enough. <laughs> and the last episode I watched was The Champ is No Chump. 
uh basically uh i think it kind of starts with uh the episode where she was gonna go on a date with a guy but obviously she the 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 guy that she's meant to be going on a date with he was like look if you go on this dating show you get like 500 pounds and you get to go on a date with the heavyweight boxing champ who was some made up name tyke mason <laughs> something like that yeah uh yeah something i mean something along the lines or like dredrick tater or tyson fury <laughs> yeah big daughter <laughs> but no um yeah she's she's going on this date she's all like dolled up dressed up and obviously Corey's like Oh, I hope I hope you win, Mama. So then I can meet the heavyweight champ, and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, you. Hopefully you win. Hopefully you win." And so it's it's essentially blind date this show. So it's just basically your man sitting there, and he's asking questions, and they're all covered. And so he's basically saying, "Uh, so if I was to call you at two a.m. in the morning, how would you react?" And so you got like uh, one of the girls going. Oh, it would be really, really nice if you called me at 2 a.m. And Julia's like, I would think that if you were a gentleman, you wouldn't call me at 2 a.m. in the morning. And then another girl was like, oh, I would be very upset if you didn't call me at 3 a.m. in the morning and all this stuff. And so in the end, he has to pick. So the thing comes up. And then he picks Julia. Yay! Because it kind of seemed like she was the one who was answering the questions seriously. Where all the other ones were a bunch of fun time Frankies. And yeah. they were all like, you know, with their hair. And going, oh, we want to go out with the heavyweight champ. And yay! And all, and all that good stuff. But then picks Julia. But obviously the guy that she's meant to be going on a date with, Ray, I think it was. It's like, obviously he's like, I don't want you having fun on this date and I don't want you doing this and that. And she's like, like, oh, don't worry. Once I go on the date with the heavyweight champ, I won't fall in love with him. And you don't, you don't have nothing to worry about. And then on, on, on the side, you've got like Corey, who's um, basically trying to score tickets for his classmates to meet the heavyweight champ. So when they come into the house, it's just the whole bunch of kids going, Yay! Woo, 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 the heavyweight chap. And <laughs> Julie's like, what the hell is all this? And he's just basically charging everyone like a dollar for like a picture with the champ and all this stuff. And so he's basically then teaching Corey about business and how it works. He's like, because you use my name, I'm going to have this much of the money. And he's teaching him, yeah, the, the, the importance in that respect. And I don't remember how it came to an end, but I think it was just a case where she's still thinking, you know what, you and I, we're going to go on a date. Like, don't worry. Like, the heavyweight champ thing, this was just a, a way for me to bring home some extra cash. and 500 quid extra notes yeah that's the yeah she's like that's uh that's that's the most important thing and the ends justify the means and 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 what have you and that's that was julia and i think yeah it ran it ran for a few more seasons but they weren't all on the uh interweb and they were very uh 
very, very difficult to find. But it was a good show, nonetheless. Yeah, I yeah, it. it definitely was. And yeah, it was very, very fun. That, that last episode, the, the blind date themed episode, that was a lot, a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Now, you know what? Let's 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 just pick our shows, and we can just go from there. So we're gonna do we're gonna do things backwards. Right. Okay. You just pick, and then we'll just talk about the shows. So I'm just want to go straight out there and say both of these shows were not for me. Right. Right. I'm picking the best out of the worst. Right? No, there is one I think that is better than the other. Yeah, so okay, so I the, just want to know the, if the you, one you that I thought was better, and the one that I'm going to pick today for the winner is Half and Half. Oh, <laughs> I knew it! I bloody knew it! <laughs> You're picking Half and Half. I'm picking Half and Half. Damn! Wow! Wow. Okay. This is this is I knew we were gonna pick two different shows. <laughs> I thought honestly, I thought girlfriends I was like I was beyond done with it. Like I was like I watched Was it was it those little monologues? Because like she for example, she'll be on a date with someone and then like a big thing will come up on the screen with her head going, I really like him. I don't really like him or I was I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on most of the time because it was like I recognised the lady because she was on Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, she was on daughter of Diana Ross. Really? Yep. Didn't know that. And for the benefit of producer Paul, who probably doesn't know who Diana Ross is, why are you coming like that? You actually know who Diana Ross I is. Do, yeah, I do know who <laughs> Diana Ross is. Thank you very much. Um, I was about to go into like a whole. <laughs> <laughs> For the benefit of producer Paul and have her music playing in the background and um, yeah, but she's from she's from I know her from Blackish, yeah, yeah, Rainbow Johnson. She's such a good actress, yeah, such a good actress. But no, I'm I'm obviously I'm obviously going with girlfriends, and that's what we we're gonna start with. I thought girlfriends was infinitely better than half and half. It was too much like going it wasn't on, even man. Close, but yes, let's go to September. 2000 again this is probably now the fifth show that we've done in uh, from september 2000 and it took me just about everything to find different things to talk about so rage against the machines tim comerford is arrested for climbing on the set at the 2000 mtv video music awards after his band lost the award for best rock video to the biscuit James Perkins Jr. became the first black mayor of Alabama, beating former segregationist Joseph F. Smitherman, who was mayor for almost 30 years. Denmark moved to join Europe's common currency in first popular test. Almost Famous was in the cinemas. And because we had done the number one song in 2000, the number two song was Freestyler by Bomb Funk MCs, who are a Finnish group. I think, yeah, they're from Finland. But yeah, this is this was a this this song slaps. Like this is a cracking tune. And yes, let's go to Girlfriends. 
I'll get the one negative out of the way. It I was hate, rubbish. I hate the theme song. Um, I hate the theme song for both shows. Was Girlfriends... No. It was, like, it, was like, it was like a Baywatchy kind of sound with it. So they're basically walking along and it's like a Baywatchy sounding. I can't remember You can hear it in the background anyway. So, uh, But yeah, it's an American sitcom television series about four young, strong black women who face the ups and downs of life altogether. It was actually one of the highest rated scripted shows on television among African-American adults, ages 18 to 34. And that also includes the spin-off show that came out of it, The Game. And the, the, the interesting thing about this show was that it never had a finale. It just kind of ended abruptly. And they were going to do one. But I think the, the actors and the actresses refused to uh, take take parks. They were like, yeah, this is this is some bull jive that y'all are cancelling us. And uh, yeah, we're just going to we're going to walk away gracefully into the night, which is what they which what they kind of did. I think this was set in Los Angeles. I'm not I'm not entirely sure where some of the uh, the characters. So you got Joan who was played by Tracy Ellis Ross, as we kind of said before, was the daughter of Diana Ross. And the fact that producer Paul knows Diana Ross is incredible. Diana Ross is quite famous, though. No, but there's a lot of quite famous people that you did not know about over over the weeks and months of us doing this. So you'll forgive me if I have to <laughs> double-check every time. And to time. be fair, it's like especially musicians, I'm not... It doesn't matter if it's musicians. Musician is not like the... I've kind of said to myself now that every celebrity person we mention, like if it's not anything to do with Formula One, if it's not like Damon Hill or Nigel Mansell or anything like that, I'm going to explain it to you <laughs> who, who they that's are. That's probably a good idea, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> just just go through, have like a quick biography of like all of all of these people. <laughs> There's Maya, who was the uh, former assistant to Joan, and she basically goes off and marries uh, her high school sweetheart, Darnell. Then you got Lynn, who is Persia White. I think she's at the mixed race one, and she was Joan and Tony's roommate at UCLA. And then there's Tony, who's like Joan's friend from childhood, and... She's like the, the selfish and the popular one out of the girlfriends. And she's the self-proclaimed cute one of the group. And my favourite character, the bloke, who's basically William. And he's got like this self-confidence and a dry sense of humour. And he's like the probably like the, the prominent male figure of the show. He's always coming up with like his jokes and his banter and, 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 and what have you. So yeah, tell me why you thought girlfriends were so bad. Because the whole Sips hater raid. No, right. Listen, listen. Don't worry. You can pass on the hate raid when we talk about half and half. <laughs> okay. So basically, um, well, the first thing that aggravated me is I couldn't find the pilot. That, <laughs> that was the most annoying thing, and and not only that. So the first episode I watched was like series three, episode one. Went on to watch series one, episode fourteen, but. It was... Ah, uh, Series 1, Episode 14 was Valentine's Day. That's pretty clever. 
<laughs> I've just read it now in my notes. That's pretty. That's pretty clever, no? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, um. Series three, episode one, and it was like I did. I didn't understand. I didn't know who anyone was. Like it was confusing. Yeah. And uh, it was like I'm gonna call her Rainbow because that was a character in. Stop calling. Her name is Joan. Joan. Okay, Joan. I didn't know. See, I didn't even know what thing. I literally put Rainbow wants to find a husband but can't, and she's looking in all the wrong places. No, that's not the pilot. It's series three, episode one. Oh. I think that's what it said on the. Uh, and this girl's moved in, and she's supposed to get a job, but she's in the hot tub or whatever, just like chilling. Um, and then Darnell and his wife are not talking to each other. Okay. And apparently, the wife did something wrong. That's all I've written down for the first episode that I watched. So you didn't even watch the pilot? I couldn't find, as I said, I couldn't find the pilot. I was looking everywhere for it. Well, not everywhere, but I looked online yeah, I was for say, it. You, you didn't look everywhere. I looked for for as long a time as I cared to watch this show for. <laughs> and and then, so the, the other one was Valentine's Day. And it was all about, like, again, it was just like looking for a man. And it was... Um, the uh, one bit that did make me laugh was the 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 classic guy thing. Oh, we the, the woman gives him a present and he's like, oh, but you, you said we weren't doing presents this year, uh. and he's fallen straight into that trap. Um, and ladies, why do you do that, man? Yeah, straight up, why? That's like, uh, oh, that's, we don't want anything. Don't no, want why? Anything. No, why do they do that though? I don't, I don't. I, that's 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 the one thing. It's like, oh, oh, we're not gonna do presents. It's like we are doing presents, and I'm testing you. No, the thing is, right? A man will—I, th- I, I'm generalizing—but a man, I think, will always do what you say, right? Yeah. A woman, I think, moreover, would do do what you think, or what she thinks you mean, <laughs> right? I—I <laughs> I, no, I'm generalizing, but I generally think this is a this no. But it's a, like a man is very straightforward, right? You tell him, you tell him, oh, can you pass me that cup? You get a cup. Even yeah. if you've got a cup in your hand, but if say for example a man says, "Oh, can you pass me a cup?" but really means the milk. Oh my god! You Just say the milk. A woman, no a woman will give you the milk, right? Saying, saying like, "Oh, here you go," because I know that you wanted that. But a man would be like, "No, here's a cup. You asked for a cup. You got a cup." But I think like I don't know what. I've... See, that's the thing. Like as as men, we have the the tendency to try and make things make sense. Yeah, we're, we're, and it's very straightforward. So if someone says we're not doing presents on, you ain't on Valentine's presents. Day, yeah, you ain't getting a present. <laughs> you ain't getting a present. Because like- that's what we agreed when it's like, oh, I got you this little thing anyway. <laughs> and you're like, uh, but you said. But the problem is that's when like the the the, the men don't handle the situa- situation very well, right? That you see, like men. He's trying to rationalize it and try and make it sense. Men fall to pieces in this situation if, <laughs> because, like, <laughs> you know, like you see him and he's just like, "Oh God, I didn't buy a present. What do I do?" And this guy just he gives her a tape measure that's on his keyring. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that that old trap. But um, that's the thing, yeah, you have to second guess. Yeah, I think, I think as a man, generally, my advice to men is play it safe. Yeah. Have something in the bag. Yeah, I was going to say, if, yeah, fellas, fellas, when it comes to that, just... You can even hide it away and say, for example, the amazing thing happens where you don't need to give a present that time. Save it for next time. You've got it in the bag. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, major key alert. That's it. Um, back to the show. It seemed to me that all of this show was really about scoring men and like, and and being like, not that the other one wasn't, but this one seemed to be more so. Very emphasised on men and getting a man and this and that. And yeah, the other. no, no, no. There was, um, there was. I think that was like the running theme of this show throughout the, because this show went on forever. Like it. Yeah. Got, Council in 2008 so it went on for like eight seasons yeah i mean i was like on honestly i was not enjoying it as there was, there was loads of characters in it and i didn't care who they were and i I, don't, I was done with it i was but maybe it was in a framework where i had just watched the half and half and i went straight onto this show and maybe I was that demoralized with the first one that this one would, no matter what, it was going to be atrocious. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I genuinely did not enjoy this show one little bit. But then again, I'm not the dem- to. Ta- I'm, I'm assuming I'm not the target demographic. Um, I'm quite far away from that. Probably. Um, so in that case, it was probably successful. It didn't appeal to me. It was successful, and uh, they received but- multiple nominations. For um, NAACP Image Awards and and what have you, so best show, best actress, all of that, all that jazz. Is that the only episode you watched then? No, I just told you two. I watched the um, the first one and then Valentine's Day one. Oh, okay. But like I said, after that Valentine's Day one, I was done. Like, like what was that show called? Julia. I was like, I was sad that I actually ran out of time. But with this one, I was done. I was out. I was like, I'm not watching any more of the show. I'm out. I don't care about it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Because I was thinking, yeah, because I, I was thinking in my head, there is one show that is infinitely better than the other. And I was like, I bet you're going to think it's a different one. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happened. See, I, I thought differently to you about Girlfriends. I, I, I actually thought this was funny. I was laughing throughout. Like Tracy Ellis Ross, I think she's great. I think she's a brilliant actress. I think she's hilarious. She's funny. And yeah, like every time the jokes were told, I was laughing. I liked some of the little monologue things. Like it was I I I I, I, I liked it. I I mean a bloke was my favourite character of the whole thing, which probably <laughs> should tell me where I kind of sit and fall in 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 all of this but um yeah let me let me say some of the episodes i watched so uh so episode one season one the the pilot was toe sucking and so basically joan she's celebrating her 29th birthday even though she's trying to make out that she's not turning 29 and she's getting all a bit worried about trying to settle down she's feeling the pressure she thinks that oh i need to i need to have a man i need to be married and basically her best friend tony starts to go out with a guy called charles that joan was dating but they broke up because she kind of put the idea of marriage into his head and he was like i'm not really interested in getting married and so she was like oh if you're not interested in getting married then uh 
hit the brakes, kid, kind of thing, and go. And then her best friend, Tony, starts to starts to date him. She's like, oh, you don't mind if I... Uh, if I bring your man to your birthday party and all this stuff, and she was like, "All right, whatever, I'm I'm all right with it." And obviously, we find out that he's got a uh, propensity for toe sucking, which is incredibly gross. Like, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> That's just <laughs> what, what even. And basically. Joan, she's like on the surface, oh, I've got no problem, I've got no problem. And then she decides to bring William to try and make him jealous. And basically, Charles that is at the party, he's like, oh, I really like this girl, Tony. Maybe uh, we might settle down, we might get together. And obviously, Joan's like, what the hell? Like, you were with me and you didn't want to get married? Like, why, why do you want to all of a sudden get married like why do you want to get married with me and basically her friend tony starts to feel bad when she's with charles she's like oh look i can't do this she's my best mate like my my friendship is way more important than this like i'm not i'm not going out like that and so she's basically going to joan's house and she and we find out that charles was there and so Charles was like, "Okay, let's uh let's let's start again. Let's let's see if we can pick up where we left off to Joan." And Joan's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah go go to this restaurant and uh, I'll meet you there." So they just basically fob him off and we never hear from him again. Which I thought was quite a fun episode. This was hilarious. So, episode 4 from season 1 called Hipocrisy. And basically they're all meeting up with the guys that they set up with on the internet so this was like early early internet dating so this was like old school stuff and so they're all like uh let's uh let's all go together and we'll try and look out for each other and basically maya she's like the conspiracy theorist out of the group and she's basically freaking everyone out going he could be a serial killer. He could be this. Why are you going on online dates? It's a mugs game. That's not the way to to do it anymore. And all this stuff. And basically, Lin's guy never shows up. Because his parole was denied. <laughs> and Tony, she doesn't want to go out. She rejects her one because he's too black. Like uh-huh. his skin is too dark. She's like, I don't, I don't want to go out with that. It was just, she's like, yeah, he's too black. And they're all like, what do you mean he's too black? And they're like, he's too black. I don't want my kids to be called things like skillet or I don't know what the other one was. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really, (laughs) I didn't really get the skillet one. But uh, yeah, and uh, basically uh, Jones date, like she kind of likes him but she freaks out because he wears a girdle and the reason why he wears a girdle because he's got very large hips and so when he stands up he's literally like the michelin man (laughs) and it's so funny like she like in her little monologue or her little brainstorm blog thing 
she's like going to the camera ah! and then they literally show her, her her face in the picture going ah! as well that was so i i i, I was creasing <laughs> that was that was genuinely funny and like everywhere like he's walking like he would like take up so much room because he can't really move around <laughs> she's like oh you don't mind if i've got big hips do you she's all like of course not of course not and like the whole time she's just cringing and and basically all her mates are like taking the mick and william tries going on uh this internet dating thing and the woman he ends up going out with is completely completely crazy but no that was i i i definitely was laughing throughout that episode i thought that was hilarious and the last episode i watched was what's black a lacking and this is like season eight so this is like well down the line lynn is a, a recording artist but they're basically pushing back the release of her album and they find out that she finds out that the the reason why they're pushing her back is because they don't think she's black enough. So obviously she's mixed race. And she's like is she, she's mixed race in real life. Yeah, I believe so. Because she plays a mixed race lady in um, Blackish. What Lynn? Oh no, I'm talking about Joan. No, 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 not 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 Joan, not Joan. This is Lynn. This is another character, and she's like, oh. Because obviously, and and the way the white guy was explaining it was was really funny. I'm trying to remember what he was saying. Because yeah, he was like, the problem is that you you sing, whereas the other girl she sang, <laughs> and she's got all that soul and flavor. And it's like, whereas you sound like this. So she's getting all upset and angry. And we find out that William, he's him and he and his mrs monica are having a baby he knows the the gender of the baby but the wife doesn't know and she's like i don't want to know and william's all excited he's texting everybody going oh i'm gonna have a boy i'm gonna have a boy it's gonna be great and he accidentally accidentally texts monica and he's like oh my god what am i gonna do what am i gonna do and he's basically trying to tell joan to uh get the phone before monica sees the the text message I think he ends up being successful because she manages to get the keys into Monica's locker because she's in the uh, in the sauna. And when Lynn tries to confront the record label and the record bosses, they're all like, "Well, because you're signed to us, you're basically stuck until we decide otherwise." Yeah, because like you can't just you can't just up and leave. We'll we'll we'll, we'll We'll decide when it's uh, time for you, time for you to leave. And yeah, that was the uh, the last episode I watched of Girlfriends, which I liked. I thought I thought it was cute. I thought it was I thought it was funny at times. I was laughing when I was watching it. The little monologue thing that Joan would have, because obviously she's the, the the central character. I could have done without that. But the bit where she was like screaming, going, ah! and then showing her like her full kind of body or whatever, going, ah! that that was 
the best time to 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 use that. So, uh, is there anything else you'd like to say about this brilliant sitcom? Nah, I'm done. Let's go half and half. <laughs> right, and as you said, half and half. And we're going to September 2002. Before a US congressional panel, Doris Roberts testifies that age discrimination is prevalent in Hollywood. Switzerland becomes a full member of the United Nations along with East Timor. Hundreds of thousands of people marched in London to protest the US plan to invade Iraq. Sweet Home Alabama was in the cinemas. And The Tide is High by Atomic Kitten was number one in the charts. Funny mentioning uh, Atomic Kitten. Uh, was that the one Kerry Katona was in? Yeah. Oh, my wife met her the other day. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just going to say, yeah, that was... Uh, I think this was when she wasn't in the group because she, she was in the group and then she wasn't in the group. Oh, dude, man. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I did my homework. Yeah, she was in the group and then... They just managed to find another blonde girl to uh, <laughs> to transition seamlessly into the group. Shh, no one will notice. And uh, we're going to uh, Half and Half. So this was a uh, American sitcom that focuses on the lives of two paternal half-sisters in their 20s. But they were estranged throughout their childhood. And so it centers around, yeah, Mo- Mona and Dee Dee. And Mona, she's the eldest, and she resents Dee Dee at first because she was the one who had been living with their father while Mona lived with the mum, becoming the more level-headed one. And Dee Dee is very spoiled and more fashionable, upscale and materialistic. And throughout the series, the half-sisters grow on each other and deal with issues from the past until they can deal with each other as people in the here and now and they learn to love each other and ease into the roles that they would have had if they had grown up together helping each other with work dating their parents and again it was nominated for an NAACP image awards for outstanding comedy series and outstanding supporting actress and actor some of the characters we've got Monique or Mona, she's the elder of the two sisters and she's the daughter of Phyllis. You got Dee Dee who's the younger and she's very self-centered, materialistic. And then you got Thelma Hopkins who plays Phyllis Thorne, Mona's mum. She's very loving and caring, maybe a little bit overbearing and paranoid. And you got Dee Dee's mum who's like a fashionista, who's always out there trying to look good. So tell me why you liked Half and Half more than you liked Girlfriends. Um, I just thought it was a more bearable show. Um, There was not like... It was a little less... Because it was like... It seemed like a more low-budget sitcom. (laughs) It was like... There was less to kind of get your head around. And it was like... like the other show was kind of here, there, and everywhere with eight thousand different characters in different locations, and I was a bit like, "Guys, just chill out." <laughs> I missed the pilot. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just thought it was kind of like it was very fast paced. This one was just kind of like very standard stuff. Like it was like you know, like a doll's house kind of set. 
Yeah. You know, and the, my first thought when I put it on was like, oh God, another sitcom. Another black show. No. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm already in do trouble. Do I need to uh, prepare you another worded <laughs> statement? Yeah, don't put words in my because I'm already in trouble over that first statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just mean like it was another like sitcom and I was like, these these shows are like, they're obviously very popular like the style of show or or the writers have no more ideas on how to deliver a... well if you think of what sitcom means situation comedy so it's basically dealing with issues and subjects that people deal with in everyday life but with a funny twist yeah no i understand that but what i mean is it's, it just seemed like a like all of these shows even last week was like it just seemed to be like a doll's house kind of set with you know cameras on the outside kind of thing looking yeah. in right and it was the same format same one again um and this actually had happened to be like quite a charming uh aspect of this show well certainly more than the other one um but yeah very simple like kind of the quality that i watched of the uh of the actual video stream was like completely terrible oh god the pilot was unwatchable it had like the avs some some guys some poor guy had like or girl had had put yeah he, he had the right idea but yeah i mean wrong execution it but it was fine man like, wrong it didn't really wrong. like it didn't pull me away from it but pulled me away from it maybe that was why I mean, I was just like, I understood what was going on and I knew that the visual aspect of it wasn't that important and, you know, it was, it was what it was, man. It, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting great things from this show. So, <laughs> and it didn't deliver great things. I'm not saying I liked this show because I did not like this show. Again, I wasn't the target demographic. So, it definitely did its job in not appealing to my demographic. I guess, I guess. I guess I should probably say why I didn't like this show, right? I don't know. I I didn't think it was funny. I mean, you're not a teenage girl. I didn't like the theme song. Because it it looked like they were singing it. And it was like, if they were singing it, then... Y'all can't sing. Yeah, I mean... But that was a kind of sign of the times, wasn't it? When was this made? Like, early 90s? Well, 2002. No... Yes. Okay. Okay. This adds a whole new level to it because <laughs> do you know that whole like kind of like boys own Backstreet Boys, uh, Westlife, whatever it was, kind of really well, the boy band era. Boy band wet vocals, like uh, horrible. Like, That's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was like I was like, okay, so I no, but for I me, it was like it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't well done. No, I th- I wrote down that it was a teenage girl show from the nineties. So, if, <laughs> and I I like I said I, I think I said this last week. I think I, you, I think you've got a problem with this because I I seem to recall you not liking Moesha or Sister Sister. What are you trying to say? Before I'm going to be in court by the end of this. <laughs> that that you're not very fond of uh, black women sitcoms and sitcoms starring black women. No, I think it's just the uh, purely... what's the matter, producer Paul. Don't black girls rock? <laughs> yes, they do. And <laughs> I mean, I, I've got like, I just feel like a white guy at the moon. I can't say anything. For for anyone who's interested in becoming uh, Yesterday's Capers official PR person, we can put you straight to work by preparing <laughs> a freshly worded statement for producer Paul. 
every time he puts his foot in it. Yeah, I mean, you've got to, you have to work under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but you said you liked half and half, so... Uh... No, as you know, I liked half and half more, but but like I said, this was a show for teenage girls. This wasn't, like... There was, that was definitely not targeted. I don't any... think he was teenage girl. I think he was slightly older. Nah, I, d- I disagree. I man. think some of the uh, the themes that they de- dealt with might have been more to do with... Maybe, but I reckon it was just like... Like I said, it was... I don't think it's like the teenage in the terms of... Like, you wouldn't put this on CBBC. No, but I'm talking like teenager, like as in like, like you know, from like what, 14 to 17, 18? No chance. That means that means you'd you'd happily put it on children's television then. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put happily put this show anywhere. No, but that's not the point. The point is you're saying that it's for a certain age group, and it's like if you're saying it's for like 14 to 18, then yeah. you're saying that that should be on CBBC or CITV on children's television, mm. and I'm like, that's no. maybe like do you know like um they did. Like Channel Four, I think, did it back in the day, where they'd have like cartoons, and then after the cartoons were kind of finished, there was like this in betweeny bit. It wasn't an adult show; it wasn't a children's show. And that kind of, do you know, like T Four, yeah, the, yeah, cha- yeah, the yeah, channel yeah, T Four yeah. and stuff like that. Oh God, T Four! I think it was that kind of like yeah, middle yeah, ground. T Four, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I got, I got you because it was kind of like young women. It was like, um, you know, about growing up. There's a lot of talk about like boys and 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 living in your own place and 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 careers and do you know, do you yeah, know how can a 14 year old relate no, to that though no but what i mean is it was aspirational for not for like 14 maybe i was a bit young with 14 but like you know older teens over 18 nah yeah I, I don't think so i'd say 18 25 maybe well considering no. mona was probably like in her mid to to late 20s anyway yeah but as the the season progresses as she's talking about Maybe marrying one of them. Yeah, yeah, but no, but what I'm thinking like it's not like it's like Friends, for example. Friends goes from like what? How old do you say when you have to be uh, to watch Friends? Well, I didn't watch Friends at all when I was a kid, anyway. <laughs> but I would said Friends is like young, I think young when, teens over eight, not over eighteen, but like maybe like just before, like sixteen, 16 onwards, right? Yeah, yeah 16 so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, about that age, sixteen. Roughly. Yeah, but like I was saying that some of the themes that they... Yeah, some, for sure some of the themes, but what I'm saying is like, it also prepares them to deal with it when they're older. I guess, I guess, I guess. I don't know why we're defending this so hard, man. To be honest. Well, you, 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 you picked it. I picked you it. think it's I infinitely pe- better than Girlfriend, so yeah, no, you, I, I you, didn't... You, better, you better get on the picket line and defend this show. I'm not defend... This I... is on you. You picked this show. It's better Fight th- for your show. For sure, it's better than that other Then one. there you go. Fight for it then. Make the case. Um, should we go on to episodes and then I can fight my case in the episodes? You know, get get information. Get in get on toe the line. You this is your show. Right, so half and half, I thought, was a successful, fairly funny, very simple, easy to follow uh teenager show i had no idea it was out in 2002 that kind of makes it a lot worse for me like that 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 um that kind of revelation wow if that's your favorite then i'd hate to know what shows you don't like um woo but okay let's go straight into episodes because i've got nothing to defend the show with um 
So the first it, half and half, it was just what the shows were just. The, Did the, you watch the pilot at least? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the pilot was about called the, the big pilot episode. I didn't write the name of it down, but I did write the name of the other two I watched. So it had like the, the Mona was there, and then Didi came. Oh, they were talking about the flats, and then the dad's rich, and they've got both got flat each. Or yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, so and she, they're she choosing wants, between which ones they want to. Yeah, she it? wants the attic, and and the other girl says the dad was like, "Well, I was going to give it to her," and she's like, "Well, no, can I have it?" And they're like, "Well, you've got to flip a coin for it or whatever." Anyway, it ends up that. Mona gets the attic that she wants, but then she doesn't like it because it's small. And then Mona doesn't want down. Sorry, Dee Dee doesn't want it downstairs because there's spiders there. They get an exterminator in, and oh my god, like, it's just such. <sighs> so they you, you 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 said it's better. No, it is better. But can I mean... you can you actually be there for when you're talking about it? Show some enthusiasm. Okay, you, you picked this show. Like you're just like, oh yeah, I thought it was okay. It was. I think it's so much better, but I'm not going to prove it. I mean, I didn't say it was so much better. I said, it was, yeah, you did. I said it was better out of the worst of the. T- it was the the better one out of two bad shows. One. But you still went out of your way to say that this was. It, okay, right. Okay, let me start again for the former. So, <laughs> yeah. So as I say, so they come back with the thing, and then the, the exterminate comes over, and they want to fight over this. They they both want to date this guy, right? So they both kind of have a fight. Right, over. right. Um, then Dee Dee goes on a date with her. He comes back. They both come back, and it doesn't really happen. And then she says that I don't want that. Not interested, kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, I think Mona ends up going out on a date with him. Pretty sure that happens. Um, and then also Mona says that there's uh, sorry. Dee Dee says, "Oh, there's still spiders downstairs. Do you want to swap flats?" So they do. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably worth mentioning that Mona is a vampire record. Yay, Mona! <laughs> Show us your fangs. Oh god, good stuff, good stuff. But no, she was a uh, self-reliant record exec, and Dee Dee is a law oh, yeah. student. Law student. Well, at the at the time of the the pilot. Yeah. Um the second episode I watched was My Little Pony. So it's like kind of a running theme throughout the show. The big My Little Pony. Yeah. Cuz every episode started with the big. Yeah, I didn't get that bit, but oh yeah, the big young and restless. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, so about the, the throughout the show, they're kind of referencing the fact that Dee Dee got a pony when they were small. Yeah. And Mona didn't get a pony. And it's going kind to of reference throughout um, so anyway, so they kind of tackle it, and it starts off, and there's a fire in the house, and Dee Dee's trying to cook something, <laughs> and she's burnt the basically burnt the building down, um, and then I'm sure it's Mona, but yeah, it is okay. So so when they're outside talking to the fireman, and Mona says, Mo- and Mona's mum Phyllis, Mona's mum, yeah yeah yeah. So Phyllis says like um, she's basically chatting up the fireman for her daughter, and she gets a number and gets a date, and then. The, they have a couple of dates and the fireman's not really feeling it and she's not really feeling it and she said like is it me or there's no chemistry and he goes no there's literally no chemistry between us and he goes okay let's call it a day then he goes okay since we're calling it a day can I have your mum's number aha uh-huh. so ha <laughs> um oh hang on a minute I've gone on to the big young and the restless without realising it That's okay so I'll do the pony one later 
Did I do the pony one? No. I was on the pony one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so this is not the pony one. This is called The Big, The Young and The Restless. So there's a fire. She gets a date. She doesn't want it. The guy says there's no chemistry. And the mum ends up getting um, the the date off her mum. And they seem to be getting on pretty well. Uh, so then on to the My Little Pony episode. My Big Little Pony, whatever you said it was called. Um, well, it's always called The Big and then whatever the... So it must have been called The Big My Little Pony. And so this is where they have the um, the pony thing, right? So um, they basically start talking about how... I think Dee Dee's talking about how she was riding a horse and they're like, oh, how have you got another horse? She goes, no, it's still the same horse from when, when I was a kid. And they kind of flash back to them getting a kid and I think like Mona's getting shipped out and sent home sent yeah. to some to live somewhere else with her mum and at the same time then Dee Dee's they were wait they were hope the guy planned it the dad planned it so that Mona would be gone and then the horse would come but as luck would have it the horse came so Mona could see the horse and Dee Dee getting a horse and she gets nothing basically <laughs> um and so that was the flashback of the whole situation and then and then Mona was like, "I, do you know what? I don't need you. I don't need. I don't need any extra money from my dad. I'm, I'm a record company exec. I can do this by myself." So she goes online, and she buys herself a horse. Right, but as many people have come a cropper with buying something online, she goes to look at her horse in the stables, and she says, "Excuse me, my horse is supposed to be in the stables, not there." And he goes, "Yeah, it is. It is. She's on the floor." She looks in and this horse is like, uh, stands about two feet tall and it's a miniature, miniature horse. Oh. Um, which is like very cute. Shetland pony? No, but it's like even smaller than that. It's like, but, and it's the same shape as a normal horse, but, but it's, it's tiny, tiny, like, like smaller than a dog, tiny kind of thing. Like small, oh, smaller, I would love that. Smaller than a Great Dane, but bigger, like maybe like just German shepherd size kind of. I would love that. I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, I was um, thinking, but she takes it home and and then ends up like trying to hide the fact that she's bought a small horse because she's told everyone she's bought a horse. And and then um, in the end, Dee Dee lets her, they kind of make up and do the whole, oh, but it's okay. And they have end of a moral. Yeah. This is a moral of the story kind of thing. And then Dee Dee said, um, I, I'm going to call my horse. I've forgotten what she said, but it was like some dig at her. And then she said, oh, let's see if the horse stops when you call it that and smacks the horse and the horse runs off with Mona on it. That was how the show ended. But yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was it was very simple and easy to follow. Very, you know, kind of a bit funny and well executed. I thought it was, it was, it was okay. And when it went on to um, Girlfriends, I was like, no. <laughs> Is that all the episodes you watched then? Yep, three. So I watched three of that and then I could only fa- like manage two of Girlfriends. So. Yeah, I, I only watched three as well. So yeah, we talked about the pilot, didn't we? Yep. So yeah, the other one I watched was the big bad neighborhood, the big bad neighbor episode. So Dee Dee's celebrating the end of her school year, and she's hosting some big celebration, and she's keeping Mona awake all night. And basically, Mona's like, "You're really out of order. I'm trying to get some sleep." And Dee Dee's like, "Well, I'm having a party. I'm." doing well i celebrate i'm celebrating the end of the school year and, and all that stuff and then Dee Dee installs a hot tub which basically floods mona's apartment and basically the father charles he comes in and he's like 
look, I don't care if you lot don't like each other or not. We're all family and deal with it. And basically they all come together because Charles ends up having a, a heart attack in the hospital. And it kind of makes him realize that, look, we've got the same dad. We're a family. We shouldn't always be arguing and squabbling. That was just the thing that I don't know. Maybe, maybe I what I didn't like was the whole repetitive nature of it because every episode is like, here are the two half sisters. They had a strained relationship in the past. And now they're back together and they're squabbling. Like after the first couple of episodes, it's like, yeah, we get it. Y'all are half sisters. Y'all don't like each other. Like, move on. Let's do something else. Let's let's switch it up, right? Yeah. But every every episode was 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 was, was the same, and it's just like, oh my days. Like that's exactly on. how I felt about girlfriends. No, but girlfriends had something different. Girlfriends wasn't repetitive. It was incredibly repetitive. The, it wasn't the, repetitive uh, at all. Yeah, it was. Like you had four different people. Living different kind of lives. You've got one who's a lawyer, one who's a singer. Yeah, all trying to score like score on the, every episode. That's like the whole point of it. No, but it's like they're all um, got different lives where it's like this one, it's like the the little sister does something to annoy the big sister and then the big yeah, sister I mean, gets really, really angry and so the dad has to be like, well, you're the older sister. You have to lead by example. I mean, granted, it was very basic, but... I think that was one of the redeeming features of it, to be honest. I mean, sometimes basic is good. I get it. Don't overcomplicate. Don't over-egg the egg. That's my thing with TV. Don't over-egg it. The best shows are normally the ones that are the most simple. Yeah. And the last episode I watched was the finale, the big who you gonna call episode. And so this episode, we're finding out that Mona decides to date two guys, Chase and Lorenzo, and she doesn't quite know what to do or who to pick, and so she's in a bit of a, a tizzy about all of that. And they both realize that she's playing both sides, and so they're both like, "Look, you need to choose. We're not going to do this anymore." Like they both come together because they're both buying roses. And so they're like, oh, we're buying roses for the same girl. And so they're like, okay, you're going to have to choose between one or the other. And so Mona's getting advice from her dad. And her dad is like, I can't believe you're coming to me for advice. And he's getting all emotional. And obviously he gives her good fatherly advice. But he's like, still, I can't believe you're coming to me for advice. And basically, and the other kind of story was Didi... She's got this fitness-obsessed boyfriend and she gets really, really frustrated because he doesn't really want her to eat, like, fatty foods and things like that. She gets really, really annoyed with that. And the series ends with Mona calling one of the one of Chase and Lorenzo to, to tell him that he's the one. But we don't know, which is something that annoyed me because I'm like, she, she's calling going, oh, hey, it's me. I think you're the one. And then he goes on to the credits. And I'm like, who did she pick? <laughs> How you go end the show like that? I was like, what? Maybe they just wanted to. They hadn't. The writers hadn't figured out the best way to go forward yet. 
Yeah, that was the finale. It was the whole thing. Yes. Uh. How are you gonna end it like that? That really annoyed me. That was like the 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 the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. But it's like Inception as well. Like it's maybe it just doesn't matter. It's up to you how it ends. No, <laughs> this ain't no Inception. I ain't dreaming. I watched this show. Is it dream or isn't it dream? I don't care. Stop <laughs> trying to get me into Inception. I don't care. This is this really annoyed me. I'm I'm mad half and half. You lot you lot better tell me how it ended. I hate shows like that. How are you gonna have the whole finale and just end it like that? I think it's it's just a who it do whoever you want. It's like for example, if if you did like a whole who done it. Yeah. Like who shot JR? And we never find out who did it. Can you imagine that? If Dallas did the whole who shot JR and then you see like JR going, it was you. But he's talking to the camera and it ends. Can you imagine if that was the payoff for who shot JR? Or in film in EastEnders, who shot Dirty Den? Yeah, but I mean... Come on. I see what you what you mean. I, I I I do understand, but I don't think you do. But the thing is, I think it's one one of these things where, like, maybe the writers just didn't know themselves. Maybe they just wanted to leave it. Oh, on. they knew. They bin you. Um. Yeah. But I, anyway, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. We've 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 already picked our our, our shows. Girlfriends was infinitely better than Half and Half. And the fact that they didn't get a season finale to close things out was an absolute travesty. And uh, yeah, there you go. I think that's... uh, That's the end of that episode. That's the end of Black History Month. And to mark the occasion, we gave the world title belt to a white guy again. (laughs) Oh dear, and he had this whole like get up of like Black Panther. I love these entrance. I see. I I was like, I think while the peak that his entrance. I haven't seen the entrance yet, so I need I'm gonna need to go back and watch it because I was trying. It was to... all like black excellence, black power, black everything, and I was like, yes, to this day, to this day, bomb squad. <laughs> like, like... I was, but you know what's mad? Every American pundit predicted a Wilder knockout. Yeah, because they were gunning for the Americans. But I have to say, I I was always Fury, always. I I like, I I thought Wilder was going to knock him out. I I I said Wilder in ten. I, I no, I said there was a possibility of Wilder knocking him out because you can't ever say there's not a possibility, right? Wilder, no, but he's got that right hand, like that's yeah, that, exactly. That is lethal. But then Tyson Fury like basically smashed him up last um last time. He just well, the he, thing could, that he couldn't convince the the Americans, and that was the problem. And even this time, the referee was like, was unbelievably biased towards uh, Wilder. I do think the point deduction was valid, though. No, the point you can't be choking people. Did Tyson the po- the point forget dedu- that he was in WWE? He was in the, the point performance dedu- center in Orlando. No, the point deduction was not valid because they were both doing what? No, but he had were- Wilder in a chokehold. No, he didn't have Wilder in a chokehold. This ain't WWE. 
Look, all right. You're not, you're, not, you're not working a pay per view with Wilder Braun was Strowman. clinching because he was in trouble, right? And Fury was. They're both punching each other in the clinch, and they're both punching each other after the referees said to stop. It was own and the the count and the point. But it wasn't like as if no, it listen, affected the, him anyway because no, it point, was it, it was a ten eight round, so it was a nine eight round then. It was a nine eight round, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that that annoyed me. It was the fact that there was a knockdown in that round. Wilder was in serious trouble, and then he got the point deduction, you know, and a little telling off to give Wilder enough time, rather than a standing eight count, to give him enough time to recover. It didn't and I think, do a blind bit of difference, did it? Well, no, because he got knocked out in the seventh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter one. But I genuinely think the referee was biased. It, like, it, it didn't. It didn't really matter one jot. It was a, an absolute masterclass from uh, Tyson Fury, and yeah, he just. It was one of those where he was just bigger than Wilder, and he used every bit of that two hundred and seventy odd pounds. Yeah. That I, he that he had on uh, that he had on Wilder, and it was just like you, if you're as big as that, and if you're just punching like that, then. He didn't. He didn't give Wilder a chance, really. No, I do not really. Aside from the boxing, it was um, it was like the fairy tale story because, like Fury, obviously had some serious mental health issues, like going back from like twenty fifteen. Yeah. And to to bring yourself from back from the brink, and to basically climb on top of the world again, like. I'm sorry, but that is like that in itself is like worth celebrating. Like you know, from a feat of like human endurance, that's like that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he he fully deserved to win. I mean, I I I got it wrong, but it was one of those where I don't. I'm not mad that I got it wrong because it now means that all the heavyweight titles are in the UK. Yeah, and we might see a. If it depends if Wilder takes the rematch or not, but we might see a. Fury, Joshua. No excuses now. Yeah, like no fifty-fifty split. Wembley Stadium. Imagine if we get to see that. Like no, 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 no. We have to see it. I think Wilder would be daft to take a third match. I think it would be daft of him because it's like unless yeah. he, unless I mean, he changes coaches, or all of a sudden learns how to actually box a bit. Yeah. Then there's no point because it's like this guy has he's got he's got you figured out. Once a fighter figures you out, it's 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 over. Yeah, I think um everything about that was um was like masterclass from Fury. It was, it was it was a boxing masterclass and now it's like there is no excuse because obviously everyone's like, Oh, we don't want it to be a fifty fifty split. Anthony Joshua's the name, the the fighter, so on and so forth. It's like, nope, that's not an excuse anymore. Like, this is it now. This is it. So, yeah, this is um, yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, we'll bring it. We'll bring it to an end now. Another fun Black History Month, and we're gonna jump right into Women's History Month. So we're gonna bring you some of the best cartoons, TV shows, fronted by some brilliant, brilliant women. So this is this is gonna be some. Some top-notch stuff. So, uh, looking forward to 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 doing that. And uh, yeah, just uh, watch this space and uh, keep on listening. And uh, we're available wherever you get your your podcast from. So, download, subscribe, 
listen, all of that. We're on the socials at Yesterday Capers One on Insta. Twitter, it's Yesterday Capers. I'm on Insta at Abdullah underscore Molim. Twitter, it's Abdullah Molim, all one word. Give me a follow, give me a holler. And uh, yeah, join us next week for another episode of Yesterday's Capers.